Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Itai Paz, who is the creator of The Morning Doe. How you doing, Itai? Hi, thank you for having me with you. Really excited. Yes, we're excited to have you, and we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Oh, fun. Well, what's fun? <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. So... um First of all, I'm an entrepreneur, online entrepreneur. I started my way over 28 years ago online. And the funny thing is my fun, What I, they always say take your whatever you enjoy doing. If you want to be an entrepreneur, do something that you enjoy doing, right? Because it makes sense. And I enjoy the internet. Like, it's so exciting for me. And every day new things are happening. So that's how I actually went to the internet. And since then, I, I'm there. So my fun is for sure the internet. I also enjoy playing with my kids and traveling, although traveling is, uh, you know, the past three years, everyone were a little bit on a limbo or pause in some way. But uh, yeah, definitely traveling worldwide it just came from Las Vegas and New York. So I love being there, you know, exciting things around the globe, like I say. There we go. There we. And where are you based out of? I'm based uh, in Israel, 20 minutes from Tel Aviv. Gotcha. But in Israel, like 20 minutes from Tel Aviv is almost half or maybe 60% of the population. But yeah, right in the center of, of Israel. There we go. There we go. So now you've said online entrepreneur. What exactly do you do online to get the bucks rolling in? Okay, so uh, if I go to the core thing, I'm something called affiliate, affiliate or affiliate marketing. Uh, I build websites and... We get traffic into the websites and we transfer them into different locations and we get paid for the traffic that is being sent from us going somewhere else. It's, it's This is the simplest way to say that, but it's actually, this is how it works. So we get paid for sending a customer or people that goes, let's say someone goes to my website and see an ad for a shoe. So, you know, it just say, hey, I want this and it just clicks on it. And either I get paid just for clicking it, or maybe if he buys, I get a commission off of that. And that's the simple model that actually works. And that's the big, that's the main thing I do. I have another business, which, well, which is related to the online, but it's offline, actually. It's conferences. So I run the DMI Expo. It's an international show for online marketers and digital marketers and affiliate marketers. So I'm still in the same fun zone for me, but in a different angle. It's actually a physical business, but it is fun. I got you. I got you. There we go. And so when it comes to driving traffic to websites, is it the same now as it was when you started? Has it changed a lot? What does it look like now? Do a little deep dive into that for us. I I love the question because it's a question I'm always being asked because uh, even people in the age of 35 don't remember what was because they weren't online back then. Here's the thing. The basic thing hasn't changed. So if you go back to two simple things, which is email marketing. And people say email is dying. Email is not dying. We all 
We communicated by email. Email is here. Uh, I always say I read my spam box as well. Well, I don't actually read, but I'm looking for emails that fell through, and I can tell you for sure I found some emails that were were worth worth a lot of money just there. So I do read my even my spam box. So email marketing is still live. Also SEO, which is search engine optimization, where you get traffic from search engines, still live and kicking, and it's basically the same as it was 28 years ago. More or less, it's the same. What changed all the the side of uh, uh, the paid advertising, because you know when we had Yahoo back then, and then you know Google came big, and then Facebook, but now we have TikTok and Instagram and so many other options. So this side is changing all the time, but the basic uh, digital marketing is still there to bring traffic. Like I said, email marketing and SEO didn't change, and that's what I, lo- I love about it. Because, and I had to seen the same during the years, what we call the the shiny object syndrome. So you do something and then you see, oh, there's something more attractive. And you move and you move and you move. But then um, the COVID hit and the conferences business was just, you know, shut down. No physical conferences. And we said, what are we going to do with all the resources and everything we had allocated to this business? And it only made sense, hey, let's go to the basic. And that's how uh, the morning dough was born. He said, I'm reading the news anyway, so why don't craft it and turn it into a business that actually have subscribers, we send value, and we make money on the back end of that. So it's, it's really cool. It's actually, uh, it, it was born out of uh, necessity, out of having nothing to do in this business, and suddenly, whoa, we can do that, and it works. And we took it to the online. I, I, I love it, and it's still working. And, and what's a, a newsletter? A newsletter is just text. Right, text links, mm-hmm. and you send it by email. Very simple. So going back to not nothing changed. This is nothing changed. We did the same thing we did many years ago, just again and again and again. Yeah, yeah. And did you get a lot of your first email subscribers from? There are a lot of things people are doing nowadays. Some people will host events. Some people will just run ads for it. Some people will still do SEO to web pages. Which way did you get your first subscribers for the morning dough? So, you know, I have to admit, I'm not sorry. As you understand, if it was, we launched it like three years ago. So I was already 25 years plus in the industry. Yeah. So I have the ability to, and and the audience and the people around me, including through the conferences, that I can just say, hey, here's our newsletter and just subscribe. And it was like that. We can get thousands of people like instant. Mm. So it was easier for me. But if someone thinks about, hey, let's have a, and use it there and turn it into a business because it's it could be it's a cool business by the way for uh, anyone but you know young people say hey let's do something let's make money this is a very good option then you can still begin if if you told me let's say you didn't have this audience right that's a good question you didn't have an audience and now you need to do that so how do you do that so I would say and I'll let's say you open a physical store right let's say um I don't know an ice cream store. And the launch is on Monday at 6 p.m. Who would be the first people you'll invite to be there, right? You'll say your family, friends, colleagues, etc. So obviously, you don't need your family to be in the in the newsletter if, they, if it's not related to them, right? If it's about, I don't know, airplanes, and uh, your grandfather does get your emails, but it's he's not really, you know, into that. They won't read it, so you don't need to put him on the email. But to the ice cream, obviously, he might come. 
So just select the right people that you know and ask them, hey, can you, you know, just spread it to a few more friends or people that could be interesting for you, that this topic could be interesting for them. And just start the first wave like that and then go to forums, Facebook. Uh, you can do, I don't know, all this. Uh, we mentioned all the new platforms where you can go with a video and just have a, you know, a reel or whatever it, it's called for uh, 30 seconds and people will start join one by one by one. And also what we did, everyone that actually subscribed, we asked them if they can actually refer someone else to that. So it's a simple request, right? It's some people will say, yes, we can help you. Some people say, I, I don't want to help you. And some will say, yes, we can help you. Well, we won't help you, but we can't. We don't know anyone. But eventually you do get some people. So starting everything is is great. And some people, you know, the Morning Dough has 20,000 uh, plus subscribers. And I would say it's not about the size of the list. It's about the quality. Mm -hmm. So you can make, I would say, $10 million from a list of 100 people. It just depends who are the people. I know. So that's, a, that's a good 100 well, people. <laughs> absolutely. So if I tell you, listen, I took, uh, there's a list, I have a list of 100 people who have $400 million and above. So essentially, it's uh, half billionaires and billionaires. Mm -hmm. So obviously, the list will be more powerful than having uh, 100,000 of general population who are looking to, I don't know, to lose weight. It's, I'm just saying it could be much more powerful. I'm not saying, I'm not actually um, comparing, but I'm just saying the quality of list, even 100,000 people who are looking to lose weight, that's nice. I prefer to have 1,000 people who are committed to losing weight, right? When you have a big list, eventually just a portion of it are really serious, are the ones who are going to take action. and hopefully buy something from someone and, and make us money or from us. So it's all about the process. So it's all about having the right list and the right audience in that. So it's not about the size actually. And I find it really cool. It's very simple. Anyone can start and do business like that. Any, anyone can do any business, even an ice cream store. I, I, don't, I don't like the offline. That's a different thing because there's something called bootstrapping, right? So when you do online, you can do it almost with no money. Okay. So, and, and when I say almost, with, okay, you need to buy a domain, $10, whatever. Even if it's $200 or $500, it's not a lot of, a lot of money. Physical business, you need more than a few dollars in your pocket to do that. Yeah. Um, unless you're just selling your time, which is a different thing. But online, yeah. you know, you sit in front of a computer like we do, and we can make money. That's how I started. The first, uh, the first day I started, the first month I built one website. Without every knowledge, I'm not a technical person, I've never been, I'm still not uh, this guy, but I learned how to build it. I built a, a, a website and I made, I think it was like $600. I said, wow, this is really, I set it in front of the computer, I didn't go anywhere. So the second month I already had two new ones and then a few hundreds in, in a short time because I understood it's just a system. Once you know how what to do, just keep on building it. Same goes to newsletter. Or anything you do in life, if you can, if you find the system, just keeps on doing it, keep on doing it again and again and again. You'll just make more money. And, and you know what? It's not about the money ma that makes me happy. If some people say, um, so what is, um, I, I, so some people say, I want the freedom to choose, right? I, I want to I wake up in the morning. I don't want to wake up at 6 a.m. Or, or 7 a.m., whatever it is. I want to wake up whenever I want. And I'm looking at, it's freedom differently. I have the option for that. 
I didn't choose that because I enjoy what I do and I have four kids, so I need to wake up early. But I'm just saying I have the option. Mm-hmm. Some days, you know, I get in the morning, I get the kids with my wife, everything. And I say, you know what? I don't want to go and work. If I haven't set up a meeting with someone, I can decide that the next couple of hours just we just sit down and talk or whatever we do. So it's not like about, hey, everything needs to be stiff. It's all about you have to have fun in some way. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to say what's fun. And I'm not talking about, hey, let's have beers and go to parties. Um, as you grow older, you do see that fun changes over time. Uh, that That's life. But as long as you enjoy what you're doing, that's the biggest fun ever. Biggest fun ever. When I, when, some people are saying, oh, I, I crave for the weekend. And for me, weekend is without work. So the one thing I really enjoy doing, one of the main things I do every day, I'm not doing it on the weekend. Yep. So <laughs> it's part of how you look at, at, in, in your proportion, right? I gotcha. Yeah, for sure. That's a great point about uh, dreading the weekdays, looking forward to the weekend. And a lot of people have that. A lot of people in the entrepreneurial world who kind of gotten that genius zone and they love what they're doing, it's flipped, right? They kind of dread the weekend because there's not as much activity and they're looking forward to the week. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit more about your motivation. What really gets you up and keeps you going every day? You know, it, I always think about what makes us move, right? Some days we, everyone ha- find themselves one day or one hour, sometimes they're, you know, it's hard to move. You're, you can't really motivate yourself in certain time. You can motivate yourself all the time. I don't believe, at least I don't believe in, in this format. And so, first of all, I, I, I like to learn to listen to myself, to my body. So, if it's two o'clock and I'm tired, again, and I'm not set up with something specifically that I need to do with someone, or urgent something, then I say, oh, you know what, I'm tired. Let's go and just rest, rest or sleep or do something else and come back later. So I do listen to my body. That helps me being motivated coming back later. Because if you sit down and you're tired, you oh, I have to do that. Uh, despite everything, it's not easy to do. You need to be, you know, yeah, um, healthy. You need to be in, 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 you need to work on your mind, on your education. So motivation comes also from, Investing in yourself. I always say to people, invest in yourself. It doesn't, I don't know what it is. Figure it out what, what it is. I would say, obviously, it's education and health, family. This is, but if you just look at yourself, let's move the, the family for a second. So education is, uh, we say knowledge is power. Absolutely. And education doesn't mean go and have an MBA or BA or whatever it is. Although, you know, I did the BA and MBA. I did the all in Shalada because my parents wanted. But it's it's not about that. It's about having the knowledge to um, know how to overcome things that coming in front of you. So one of one of the things when people say what what is a, an entrepreneur, the entrepreneur is a person that just fell on, on his face. He stands up, he sweeps all the dirt, right, from himself and keeps on going. Mm-hmm. That's it. So it's you can call it per- per- perseverance or stamina, whatever it is. But it's all about that. When you, Here's the thing. If you look at uh, kids, so you, you, you know, um, small kids playing in the, in the garden or in the playground and they fall, what do the parents do? They just clean and say, no, it's okay, it's okay. And then he runs and something really didn't awful happen. He keeps on running, right? And plays back. 
But when we get older, suddenly, oh, we fell, it's awful. No, 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 you should think about that. You can't have two different standards. You tell your kid, hey, keep on going, and to yourself, you say, oh, no, I need to, I can't do. I'm... No, keep on going. So I think, you know, each person finds his motivation. It could be from his family, from his kids, from his fun. I, I, I take everything all together and not necessarily about some people want to get recognition for me it's not one of the things i actually uh, i don't need the recognition i prefer to sit here in the room behind the screen and do the work i i've been on stages i i was speaking worldwide i was selling on stage and that's nice it was maybe good for a certain time but i prefer to sit here i think i know how to motivate myself by knowing that i learn new things every day like probably everyone heard about chat gpt or something like that that it's changing the world and affecting education in universities and schools and students and that's exciting actually yeah it's a threat for everyone no one knows what will happen no one i don't think even they know what will happen but it's exciting and i'm saying oh this is cool let's explore let's learn i, I even look at some tv shows which are um teaching simple not teaching even even speaking about the gazers in I don't know in Iceland you know it's something you 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 know you, you observe the information you never know I learn I love to, to see judge Judy judge Judy uh, yeah I, for the may obviously she's very spicy and everything yeah <laughs> but I learned many things from her she speaks very good English great English I would say and so it helps my English as well but I, I learned from her and it gives me even ideas for online websites. From what she's talking about and things like that, so I observed lots of you know ideas. Obviously, Shark Tank, uh, awesome show again, and not only about entrepreneur the entrepreneurial side. It helps me when I hear their questions. When someone comes to me and say, "Hey, uh, what do you think about my idea?" I know what I need to ask them. I hear the questions and I, I learn how to. Ask. If a billionaire asks this question, you should think what why is it asking it yeah and it helps me also ask myself questions ask other people like one of the things i never ask myself um can i do it or not it's not about oh can it be done i'm asking myself something else i'm asking how can we do it how can i do it because then the answer is not yes or no the answer is okay let's see how we do it we might not be able to do it right let's say how can we how can we be a billionaires until an hour from now. Okay, see? So obviously, it's not doable, but I'm saying at least we'll think about it. We'll talk about it and say, you know what? We can't do it by the end of the hour, but we can do it by five years from now, 10 years from now. But we'll start thinking about it and plan and do it versus saying yes, no. Obviously, no. So goodbye. Let's go home. And that's it. It's all about the way you think and you learn it from others. I don't think you need to say, I'm not like, you're not like that. Obviously, none of us is a specific like the ultimate person or the ultimate, the, I don't think there's ultimate uh, entrepreneur, ultimate person. You can see many people successful in, the, in their life, not just in money, in anything, and it's not related even to money. It's related to who they are, what they do. Um, I think it was Jim Rohn, which is not live, he said he's an old, old dude. Well, he's not live, he's not with us anymore. And he said, the average, your income will be the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Now, when you think about it, 
it's totally making sense, right? So anything your best five friends or colleagues, whatever it is, your closest people, usually makes more or less the same salary. And I, I took it in two different paths. First of all, that means I prefer to have friends that make more money than I do. And I know it sounds not because of the money, it's because their, their mindset, the way they think is different, right? If we sit down with Bill Gates, and I know it's like a billionaire, right? He will think differently than a millionaire. And, you know, different people think different. So you want to be always with people that make more money with you. It will, your average salary, your salary will go up because you'll be drawn there. You'll think differently. But I say it also works for your relationship with your spouse is obviously the average of the five people you're around, right? You see single people or divorced people or whatever it is, or married people, the relationship with your kids, with your parents, or anything else in your life, usually... You surround yourself with similar people, and I'm not saying it's good or bad, but sometimes you should have people outside the scope. I, I hate it when I meet with someone, like parents of one of the kids in the, in the classroom, and then they say, oh, I have a problem with the municipality and the government. And the, I don't want to talk about the problem. We can't solve the government. Let's talk about interesting things. How can we, I'm not saying, hey, let's have a business, let's build business, but there are more positive things to talk the negative, you can open the news and see. I, I I wish, and I haven't found it yet, maybe there is one, positive news. I don't want to see, you know, every, day, every hour of the day you can find here negative news. I'm looking for positive news. I want to learn how to be more positive because being negative won't help us whatsoever anyway in our life. So motivation is not something specific. It's just keep on going, keep on doing Listen to yourself. It's okay to be down for a day or hours. It's okay. But I'll give you more, one more thing that I always always share as well. So when someone is down, usually what what is what does he do? He sits down and you know, looks at himself. Oh, why am I a failure? Why did it happen to me? Where I'm wrong? And trying to find the energy and solution to go out. And I'm saying, let's look at a car, right? So let's say you have a car and you're out of gas, right? Empty. Would you look inside the, the, the tank and say, oh, how can we put tank uh, gas, how it will happen, what can we do? No. You go to the gas station and get <laughs> right and fill it out. Yep. So I'm saying instead of that, what I do, I just call a few. I have a few friends that are like always super energy. Whenever I call them, maybe I don't know, maybe there are hours that are not. But when I talk to them, they are always higher energy than I do. And I just just talking to them for a few minutes take my energy back up and lift my, uh, you know, uh, um, how I feel. And so instead of like trying to figure it out, I call someone and I get the solution, right? I get the, I get the, the fuel to my tank, the gas. So it's really simple solution. Don't, don't, you know, shh. And that's why you need to have good people around you, right? Because if all the rest of the people around you are like, oh, oh, oh it won't help. You need someone to say, hey, what are you doing? Let's go out for an hour and just, you know, just walk outside or run or do something. And let's keep on, you know, going back into normal. That's what you need to to keep on moving and have a good environment around you. Hopefully it was long, but I gave you lots of, you know, how it works for me. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. I really like that last point about calling people with good energy because it puts an emphasis on the fact that you do need those good people around you. And it's funny because we can ask ourselves, when I look at the five people around me, is that how I want to be in 10 years? And for the majority of the population, they would say no. 
And then there's the small select that are intentional with their lives. And they would say yes. And those are the people who just keep getting more successful, more happy, more healthy, more wealthy. And, um, you know, it's just uh, definitely something to look at for sure. Well, you know awesome. that there are people that uh, that pay for the yearly uh, lunch with uh, Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. It goes to charity like a few hundred thousand dollars for a lunch. It, it's amazing. Just sitting with a billionaire, one of the richest people in, in the world and a philanthropist and great guy. That's what people need. You know, I don't say go and put $300,000, but like you said, find people that you do want to hang out with and just go with them. Some Sometimes it could be, you know what, you can, you can, you'll be surprised if you call someone that you, I'm not saying call Warren Buffett, but someone you say, you know what, let me call this guy. I don't know, but I'll introduce myself and tell him, hey, I, I'm, I want to invite you to lunch, you know, lunch on me and just tell him what you want to do. Maybe he'll say yes. You know what? No one knows it. Yeah. You know, some people are nice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. Let's go ahead and jump into your dreams and goals now. Tell us about your vision for your life and your businesses moving forward. I know you've been in the industry for 28 years. So what does it look like going forward for you? So, you know, I'll be honest with you and people can say whatever it is when you grow older. I'm I'm going to be 50 this year. You understand life. You look at the life differently. Not that I don't want to work hard. I, I I'll never go. People say pension. I I'll never go to pension. But you'll find your 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 life will be different. Okay, you'll shape it differently. So one of the biggest things for me is actually disconnect myself directly from the daily day job. So I want to grow my business in a way. Until now, it's a two man show. So it's myself and another person. Which, to be honest with you, is exciting. You have no employees. You don't really need his. his he works for me, but he's like my partner, and I don't need to tell him anything. I don't need to say, "Hey, why didn't you do that?" Everything works like we're like sync. And now we understand: as you get older, you don't want to do everything by yourself or with him. You want to have him to do that, so you can take a step back and work on the business versus in the business. So I can do many strategic things. Uh, taking my knowledge and take it to the next level, not by sitting down and typing or doing stuff like that. Not that I don't enjoy that. So one of the things I want to do is like have more free time to think. So I had someone, by the way, um, it was maybe 15 years ago. He, he was a CEO of a big uh, high-tech company. And he said that his uh, chairman of the company came to him and said, um, do you spend time thinking? He said, what do you mean? I think all the time. I'm sitting here all day and I'm thinking, no, no, no. He said, no, no, no. You put your phone down, the computer, you close everything, you put your legs on the table and you just think. And he said, I, no. So he's not really thinking. Yeah, he's thinking as he go, but he's not really thinking. So that's the phase I want to go. And I try to do it, especially when I travel, I do that. So when we're on planes, I never connect to the Wi-Fi. Why? I have enough time online all the time. I rather clean my head and be focused on the thinking. Just clear your mind. I'll even share more than that. And there's a British, well, there are many British comedy that I love, but like Monty Python or Mr. Bean, which actually my wife said it's idiotic, but she doesn't see. We think our mind is working so many hours of the day. When I see it, it's like nonsense. You don't... You clear your mind. You just have it clear, and then you can think about other things and not actually do the work. So for me, one of my goals, dreams now is to take it to the next level and step out and do more thinking. 
I have four kids, so obviously everyone wants their kids to be successful and build them onto a path. So that's obviously, uh, we're, we're on track to that. Thank, thanks to my wife. She's in charge of the education, not me. Uh, so it's good at the school education. So we're good. And um, I think overall, it's just um, keep on keep on moving forward. I don't want to, I'm afraid. There's one thing I can say I'm afraid. Uh, when someone said, and that's why I said I'll never retire. You see people at the age of 60 something or maybe earlier, depending on their age, they retire. And suddenly you see their mental, mental and, and health, mental health and physical health go down. Because they're now, okay, now they're busy with their pills and with whatever it is versus, hey, you're all the time, you're active. You, you're active. So that's one of the things. I want to be active. I want to have my mind work all, all the time, help people, help the next generation. There's so many people you can help. You have knowledge. You can help people. It doesn't matter about, it's not about the money. It's not about the money. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you more than that. I had some years that I did coaching. I stopped doing it because I felt, I don't want to charge people for what I do. I just want to, I just want to give it. Mm-hmm. So if, if someone approached me and I can, I'll help him. I'll do whatever I can. And that's it. I don't need, I don't, it's not about the money. It's about uh, investing in yourself, investing in others, be happy. So that's, that's my dream. Do I want to travel more? Yeah. But small, I have still four kids. Some of them are smaller, so it's still more challenging to travel uh, with my spouse. So, uh, we find ourselves traveling different, unless it's on business, we have to fly then together. Otherwise, we <laughs> each each one of us flying separately. But things, you know, things evolve. It's all about just keep on moving forward and be positive. And that's my dream, to, to stay the way we are now. Maybe that's maybe the, the best thing I can say. Be the better version, grow, but stay happy as we are today. There we go. That's how you know you're living the dream. <laughs> Absolutely. What you can Absolutely. say your dream is to keep on keeping on like you're uh like you're doing right now. Well, awesome. What are the top one to two skills you need to develop right now in order to disconnect yourself from your business and you have that more free time to think working on the business instead of in the business? What skill do you need to get to that point? I think I have the skills. It's not about the skills, it's about the mindset. Mm. Then let's jump into the giving, mindset. Giving up control. So here's the thing. The first lesson you, you learn in uh, when I started my BA in economics and marketing. So first lesson, they say a doctor, okay, a dentist. So the dentist can do one dental procedure an hour. It's an example. Okay, one dental procedure an hour. And a gardener that works outside can plant 20 roses an hour. Okay. The dentist actually loves gardening. And in an hour, he can do 30 roses, plant them. So he has a complete advantage on the gardener, right? Because the gardener cannot do dental procedures and he can do more uh, roses in the garden. But does it make sense for the doctor, for the dentist to actually do the roses to plant the garden? Well, obviously, if he likes it for sure, but I'm just saying economically, it doesn't make sense, right? He should, because he makes money for with that one hour, he can pay 10 hours for the uh, gardener. So, that's how I, today I can do probably most of the tasks we do to build the, the, what I call, I don't want to call it my empire, but build what we do. I can do better than most of the, the people I'll hire, but it doesn't make sense for me to keep on doing it myself. That's the only way I need to be able 
true it is. We're starting to recruit people and having more and more people. And that's, it's a mindset thing, not just for me, for also for the person who works with me, because we say we, we did it very well by ourselves. Why do we need people? Now you need to people, you need to manage people. Managing people is a different skill that I don't want. That's probably, by the way, a skill that I don't like managing people. Mm. I don't, yeah. I had an, I, we had an office like five years ago and I had 30 employees and I felt like I'm babysitter ring, like a CEO. That's the thing. When you're VP sales or VP marketing or VP R&D, you're actually doing marketing sales and R&D. When you go and now you promote it to the CEO, you're not doing any more marketing or, or sales or whatever. You actually loved, right? You love development. Now you need to manage the people. So I, I don't like to manage people. I prefer to just do. But I understand. And that's a skill or th- something I need to learn is how to, you know, to let go, to understand that some people can do that job. Maybe I'll be surprised and some people will do even better job than I do. But for sure, release some of the work from in. You know what? We'll, we'll probably be surprised. We already see someone, one of the employees that we took that is already showing that he can actually do one of the tasks even better than us and more effective. And that's great. So you see, the, you see that and you say, okay, let's do it. And that will be able to get, to bring me closer to what I call my dream and, and being able to be um, not on a daily, daily basis needed here. I got you. I got you. And are you at the point where you still kind of have a barrier to giving up that control? Or are you like, I've given up control and now I just need to go through the process of hiring and onboarding and training people? Um, I would say half. So here's the thing. I'm not the technical person. The guy that works for me uh, with me, I, I can say even he's, he's my partner for that matter. So he's more the technical person. So I pushed him to move the technical thing. And now when it goes to my side and it's more a lot of marketing and things like that, I'm still not there to give it up because I always say, okay, so how can you, in a technical thing, you can tell people, click here, do this, do that, right? It's, it's very, that's how I explain to myself. So for him, it's very easy to give it up. At least I thought I think it is. To me, it's I saying how can he, how can I br- give my mind whatever I think how to do things to other in 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 a, in a paper? How can I explain in paper how my mind builds the businesses or build websites or think of? I'm not actually building, but um, at least the concept of the website. So I still need to work on that. But you know what? I would say. On my side, I'm halfway there. I'll be there. I'll be there because there's no other choice if I want to grow. So I own now 2,200 websites. So 2,200 websites that we've built the past two years. And we're about to triple it this year. So this year we should be almost 10,000. We cannot do it. If I, if, I, if I want to do other things, I can't really do it by myself. I can't. So I'll, I'll release it. I'll, I'll be there. Um, it's all about keep on pushing and keep on doing it. And, and I still call like, uh, you know, in, uh, when you, when you're on a host on, on a TV show and you need, you can call a friend. So I do call friends to help me. Sometimes I do call friends and say, listen, people that have done it or doing it. And I tell them, Hey, I'm a lady, I need your perspective and just put it for me in a perspective and it gives me another push that goes again to have the fuel friends. It's not specific fuel because I'm not out of energy, but they fuel me in a direction that I need to. And that's all about having this kind of friends, no matter in, even if you need it in, not in just in business, but in life. Yeah. Yeah. 
no, absolutely. There we go. I like your um, awareness for the mindset shift. And yeah, it is hard to, especially because you're going to have to, you do stuff based on not just like tactics, but intuition that was built on 28 years of experience. And it's hard to communicate that in paper. Honestly, I don't even know if you can to somebody who just has a year of experience or um, maybe two years. And I'll tell you more than that. Some people, I, I always say that people think it's hard to succeed. And I'm saying it's harder after you succeed. Mm. Yeah. So obviously, right, if I just sold the company for $100 million, it's easier to go and start investing. And, you know, it's a different ball game. But once you get, let's say you, you're starting from scratch, right? And you're now getting to the 20,000 a month that you wanted and you're happy. Now to jump from 20 to 100 or 150 a month, that's the next stage. It's much harder. The first one, it's easy because you go to the low-hanging fruit, right? The ones that are easy for your business, whatever it is. The next step, I see it, it's, it's harder. Eventually, once you have enough capital, obviously, it's easier because you can utilize money. And money helps you grow faster, for sure, in many places. Uh, not always, but many places. But I'm just saying, it's part of the process. Just keep on keep on moving and just grow grow it. And, and, and that's what you need to do. Yeah, there we go. Well, if there are one or two people that you can meet right now, and it could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd help you take that next step towards these dreams and goals, who would they be and how would they do it? So I think the two people would be, Warren Buffett would be one of them. Yeah. It strikes me because you see this is a stable business person. He is so thinking clear, at least what we see. He's very stable over the years. It's slow and steady, slow and steady. And eventually he got there. Most of the billionaires eventually are not 20 years old, right? 30. It takes time. So. This is a person, uh, and he still has, uh, what, 30 years above me. So definitely, I can learn from him for sure. And on the other scale is Elon Musk, mm -hmm. which I'm not connecting actually to, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't really get him, to be honest with you. But that's the reason I want to sit with him. Mm -hmm. Because maybe I'll be able to understand something that people don't understand and, and figure it out. Because and it's not just in business, like he... He's an innovator, right? He was able to take some things that people he was uh, say it couldn't be done or take it faster. So he thinks different than others, and that's what I like to to see. Many people think like Warren Buffett. You, Buffett, you can go online and find zillion of people uh, even talking about Warren Buffett, teaching Warren Buffett. But then Elon Musk give you something else. No one really figured out. So that would be like really exciting to sit down with him and and hear what he has to say about life, business, entrepreneurial, the global world, whatever it is, yeah. whatever we can learn from him. Mm -hmm. No, I always like hearing Elon Musk talk because he's just such a, you can tell he thinks well. <laughs> like regardless of what you think about the conclusions that he comes to, he thinks well. And or how he, how he delivers it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> He thinks well, and that is a very um, – I think I heard him talk about it in an interview. He's like, I think the biggest problem with humanity is, like, wishful thinking or, like, you know, you kind of inject too much emotion into your thinking, and so you get too optimistic or too pessimistic. It's like if you can think well and think clearly, it's a it's an immense strength. Uh, I love it because he doesn't, the, the, the part of the emotions could um... – 
it's like let's think about it. you you go to a bar and you see someone that you say oh i want to i know ask her number or ask her for a date and what prevents you from doing it your emotions right it's not about your thing because your mind already said to you you should do that you already know what you need to do so it's it's our either our fears or internal beliefs or stuff like that that affects our success so do you need to work on yourself yeah but maybe uh, like i said elon musk found a way just he's ex- you know he's behaving like a little bit strange to many people but the thing is i don't want to say he doesn't have emotions for sure he has but at least he doesn't show it in a way that he just like i said he goes to he go he's a getter right go and get it yeah. not about oh it's a problem what we'll do how we'll so, no no let's go and get it and i totally dig it for sure for sure all right, now we got our thriving three. So we just want to hear a little bit more about you and kind of how you take in information, how you take care of yourself and some action you can take right now. What's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. So I would say my favorite book, because it's actually a business side, but I love it. It's called The Goal by Dr. Elia Goldratt. But people, it's a, it's a business novel. I read it seven times. Every time I read it, I find different um insights because they teach about something without teaching it so it's like it's a novel like you read like any novel it talks about the theory of constraints in the factory I, I love it because every business i did i was able to take something of that and into what i do on a daily basis on the business on life and it, i just love it so it, it's a really he has a series of books he's not with us anymore as well but it's a, an amazing novel so I, I i totally recommend and i do want to you ask about the movies so forrest gump also mm-hmm. a great movie of, of seeing and that's connected by the way to Elon musk right someone who doesn't really f- understand emotions right because he's he's limited in some ways in thinking so he said right he said oh i need to go he just jumps from the ship right into the water swims and he doesn't care if you, they say oh you need to get it he goes and get it and that's why, if you really think about it, his success is because he doesn't have the understanding of the emotions and, and take them and, and process them. So he was able to get more. So I love this movie for that part of, of the thing. And obviously Tom Hanks is a, an amazing actor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. I never thought about Forrest Gump in that way of like that being a piece of his success. But I, I agree. It's very much like, so many of us get in our own head and he just didn't. And so he could execute, you know? Um, Absolutely. There we go. What is one way you like to take care of yourself? So uh, that's maybe my, uh, the only thing I, you know, we're sitting in front of this screen and uh, at home for many, many hours. So I try to walk outside sometimes, even if it's for 15 minutes, just fresh air in the evening, just walk. Not enough. I need to get into more shape. That's my goal this year, uh, especially after the COVID and everything. But you know, I went to Vegas. You know how tough it is in Vegas. They say what <laughs> happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, not the food you eat. <laughs> and when you go to conferences, right? So they invite you to three dinners, two lunches. It's like you know, every every meeting is a lunch or dinner or breakfast, whatever it is. Crazy. And when you say, oh no, I don't want to eat. I just want to let's meet and let's not uh, <laughs> let's not eat. But I would say definitely that's one of the things I need to invest in myself is in my own health. Um, 
I think every person has his challenges in his own either mental health or physical health. But for me, it's about going and exercising. I eat very well, but I try to exercise more and I don't do it and I haven't done it for a long time. Just excuses, by the way, pure, I know I can tell pure excuses because it's like, oh, I'm at home. What prevents me to go outside, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and even walk for an hour? Why walk for 10 minutes? I can talk to people. Officially, we could, we could have done this recording, right? We're doing it with video, but obviously we could have done it just if it was just for voice and there's no noises. You can do meeting outside, just walk outside. Mm-hmm. So it's just the internal story. Oh, it's not right now. We can. This is something I definitely need to work on, and and I will. You know, you get to a certain age, you understand you should have done it before, but it's still early. So I can yeah. still do the change in ten years. Tougher in twenty years, I say it's a, almost a lost cause. So mm-hmm. this year, there we go. I love it. And what is one action step you can take right now, or continue to take if you're already doing it too? Meet either Warren Buffett or Elon Musk. I haven't even thought about taking the steps to do that. Um, you know what? The easiest thing is just uh, find the closest person. And that's one of the things I learned on LinkedIn, right? People mm-hmm. think they say in five steps or four, five or six steps, you can get to anyone in the world. So I have a LinkedIn network of 30,000 people. I can imagine I can get to both of them probably in one or two steps. So you know what? I'm taking it for myself as a challenge, even getting to somewhere, one person closer to them. I'm sure it's a good person that I should meet for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for that. Of course, of course. Happy to help. Happy to ask the questions. Okay, this, I'm interested to talk about a bit more about this question because I saw your answer and the question is what's one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life and you said you don't have any I've only had one other guest on the show say that so take us through kind of your thought process around limiting beliefs have you ever had them or were you born without them did you have to get to a point where you address them and you just developed past them talk to us about limiting beliefs in your life so I think 10 years ago or something like that, when I was speaking on stages and I went into the world of NLP and coaching and stuff like that, you do understand more and more that, uh, and I mentioned it earlier, asking the right questions is always the most important thing. And asking, as a coach, when you ask, I want to, and when you ask yourself, right? So, um, for example, we had a seven days physical program with people on building internet businesses. And then we said to ourselves, the first way we, we asked ourselves, um, can we do can we do it in six days? And then I said, hold on, it's not can we do it? Because then the answer is yes or no. We said, how can we do it in six days? And then we figure out how to do it in six days. Then we're asking, how can we do it in five? And we change it to five. And then eventually, when we got to two, we asked ourselves, how can we turn it to online? Because the question wasn't, can it be done online? Because initially you say online, we did it physically. How can we do it now online? We asked, how can we do it? And we did it online. And it completely changed ourselves uh, because suddenly you don't have the cost of physical to go and travel. Everything is online. So it starts from from that process that we were in all the time. You need to ask yourself the, the, the main question. And it's actually embedded in myself. I always tell it to my kids. Never ask yourself, you know, do the best you can, but never, never ask yourself yes or no questions when it comes to your own development. Ask of how can it be done? 
it might not be done, be, be able to do that, but at least you challenge your mind. And that's why I don't have limited, like on a, you asked me about Warren Buffett, right? I could have said, you know what? Uh, I don't have $300,000 to spare now to, to pay for him, right? And I didn't answer that. It didn't even cross my mind to say that because I'm just saying I can get to whomever I want to do that. And and some, some of it was actually when I think back, back, you know, I was in the army and I was an assistant to a colonel. And I remember he would tell me, hey, two things. He was, and I took it with me. One, he said, always know how to look at the um, chief of the army and the person who actually just cleans the grass or whatever it is in the same level you look at. It doesn't matter who it is. You always look at them at the same level, at the same respect. It doesn't really matter. And the second thing, when he sent me to task, or like bring me something from somewhere or something that is more calm, I would figure it out. I would say I'm not coming back without it. I didn't have any, I said, what could happen? The worst I can come back and I said I failed, but at least I tried. And that's what, why I don't see myself limitation in anything. Um, you know what? It, I'm just thinking, on my, I'm just running my, my head as we're talking about it. Do I have anything that I'm saying, so if I can't really do, I can do whatever I want, but I, I choose some things not to do, but I can do whatever I want. That's for sure. So if people want to do that, it's all about the mindset. Keep on going. Have the right people behind you. Uh, I'm telling you, there are people around me that never say it can be done. It's always let's look how it can be done and not that it cannot be done. Yeah. Absolutely. Just that small question shift, honestly, how can it be done? You start thinking about it and you'll be surprised at the answers that'll come and they come rather quick. And for the questions that don't um, have quick answers necessarily, if you keep asking the question and you keep chewing on it, you'll start to see little things in life that help you piece together an answer. And it's just the craziest thing when you open up your mind to stuff. Um, And I, I say it's the craziest thing. One, it's just how the world works. It's how the universe works. That's just the reality. But I say it's crazy because so many people live just stuck in their mindset, thinking this is reality and that's all there is. If they just opened a little bit, they would see that um, there's a world of possibility out there. So Absolutely. Right. And it's just a business. It's in anything in life. Mm-hmm. And I will also say, go and ask people around you. So let's say, like we said, how can I get to Warren Buffett, for example? If I don't know the answer... I should start asking people about it, right? Maybe you'll have an idea. Maybe someone else will have an idea. Maybe you'll have half an idea, but connected to someone else's and putting them together. Suddenly I have a better position. So just ask people. You'll be surprised what happens if suddenly, you know, doors are opening and you know what? You won't meet Warren Buffett, but you'll meet, I don't know, Bill Gates or someone else or someone, who knows? And again, it's just an example. It could be about girls. It could be your lifestyle. It could be whatever it is. It doesn't matter. It's still the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All righty. Well, we got one last question for you. You ready? Sure. So I want to frame this next question. Alex Hormozy, you know who that is? Yes. He's a beast. I like him a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> um, he said that the difference between manipulation and help is intent. And I think his point here is that you're influencing people in both situations but manipulation is about getting somebody to do something you want them to do while help is about seeking to understand somebody and then helping them get to where they want to go. So this question is more about help, not manipulation. 
And so there's a common saying that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. A guest on my show, Dr. Alan Leica, pointed out that you can get a horse to drink. You just have to salt its oats. Now, I want you to think of a person with a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help, not willing to accept change, but they hate their life. How do we create an environment around them, not to make the choice for them, but to salt their oats and help them change their life? I think it's the hardest question you asked so far, or the most complicated one. But you know what? As you were asking that, I want to jump for a little for a second about sales. People say, I don't, I, I'm not a salesperson, right? You hear it a lot, right? I don't know how to sell. But you see sales every day, right? You sell to your parents, to your kids, to your spouse. They sell you. You were talking about manipulations, and that triggered me. I said, you know how many times your kid is actually selling you or manipulating you to do things? And it doesn't matter if it's for good or bad. What, this is how the world is actually being moved. It's how humans people, <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> so I think I mentioned to you that you know, uh, a, a, a big executive in one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in the world said was asked about uh, drugs and everything and said the difference between a drug and a poison is just the dosage. Mm-hmm. So going back to what you're saying, either you do you manipulating or is it for good or for bad? Or I think, first of all, if you do it for good cause, then it makes sense. Even intervention, right? You do it for a good cause. It may be you manipulating person. You're putting a pressure on him, right? In a room, in a few people. So if you do it for the good cause, I think it's it's okay, again, to a certain limit. And specifically, how you can actually make a person to to change is, I think, it's the, you can't do it like that. Well, again, some, some people might think they do. I think it's a process. And it's a process of many things that we actually discussed today. It's the environment. If someone is stuck within himself and telling himself the internal story, I can't succeed or I'm stuck in where I am or he doesn't want to hear whatever it is, he's probably having people around him that say, oh, you're right. You can't succeed. You're not like that. Something trick. He got there somehow and usually it's the environment that actually builds. That's why you say for kids, when you have kids, you should tell them you can do whatever you want. Even if let's say he really cannot be the chance for him to be uh, an astronaut is small, right? But you can tell him you can do whatever you want. At least you put him in his mind. Some people are got a different story while they were kids or during the years. So their environment, they have beliefs that they don't believe in themselves or in different aspects of their life. So I think it's all about the process, it's not one shot. It's the environment you put around them. It's coaching, depending on if it's a mental health it could be also uh, having I don't know, a doctor around that, prescription, whatever. That's okay. People are taking medication. It doesn't mean that they are uh, less better than others. I'm talking about mental and not about, about and I'm not talking about people who are in an institute, okay? People who need to be elevated, people who need to get out of the loop they are in. It's all about the environment. So I would say do whatever you can as long as the good intention and obviously you're not looking to hurt and, and you're not looking to hurt the person. That's how I see that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. Itai, that is all we got for you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me. And I'm happy to be here and share, uh, you know, the knowledge and whatever we do with everyone. Thank you. 
Yeah, of course. We enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Etai had to say, make sure to check out the show notes. We'll have three links for you down there. One will be his website. One will be his newsletter. And then one is the events that you run. Is that correct? Yes, correct. The DMI Expo. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.